You're listening to that. <laughs> Crotch Goblins podcast. Hey, hey, welcome again to another podcast of Damn Crotch Goblins. <laughs> so I normally don't do it single-handedly, but to be honest, I just don't have enough people to interview. <laughs> um, and without doubling up on you guys and making it feel like I'm repeat, 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 I thought I would talk to you guys one-on-one. And why one-on-one? Because like most of us, this week has been a hell on wheels. And I'm sure all of us have that issue where sometimes it's like, if things could just go right, it would be so much nicer, which honestly, we don't have a control over. Um, this last week, um, I finally put my foot down and said that, well, I wouldn't say I finally put my foot down. Let me back up. So I had a really back and forth relationship with my parents, both sides. They were divorced. My dad remarried. My mom didn't. And it was always back and forth. And so I ended up uh, at the age of like 13, 14, living with my dad. Well, and no parent's perfect. I just want to say that right now. Even I'm not perfect. I'm sure you don't feel perfect because, right? we're just learning. There's no books. There's a ton of books on it, right? But it's all personal views on what to do and how to do it better. Doesn't mean that they're right. Doesn't mean that you're wrong. Um, you know, I really just believe that as we go through this journey, <laughs> I was watching a show called Mayans and I think the guy put it the best way possible. We're just trying not to screw up our kids more than we are screwed up or screw them up less than what we got screwed up with. And that's pretty much it, right? Um, I, me and my husband have been thinking a lot about the generations. Um, we have the baby boomers, Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, and then I don't know what the new one is. Gen Y? Hmm, I don't remember. I'll have to look that one up. Um, because the big thing that we're focused on is technically me and my husband are millennials, but we're close to that Gen X. And then like my dad is a Gen X, but he's really close to that baby boomer. So it's like, I feel like when you're close to that age, you might fall into those other generations. And so, well, I do share a lot of views similar to the millennials. I do share a lot of views also to the Gen X. And basically I've seen patterns from my mother to my father, my stepmom, and the adults around me that I'm just not okay with anymore. I'm not okay with continuing these cycles that our parents, our gen, you know, our great grandparents, our grandparents have all been passing down because that's the way it is. You know, <laughs> kind of reminds me of the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, you know, this is the way, you know, it doesn't mean it has to be the way. Um, and so basically, you know, make a long story short, I told my parents, you know, I put it out there because my husband's mother is in her seventies and she's like, why don't you guys just put money away? Stop going on vacations. And I said, you know, because I go, well, we don't go on vacation every year, but she's like, well, you guys go out a lot. I said, well, yeah, we take the kids to trampoline park. We take them to a water park. We take them to, oh goodness, the park next to us. Um, 
just fun interactive things um there was a the lantern shows they come through like whatever how many times a year once a year taking to fun odd attractions and things like that because experiences are all that we have you know money comes and goes and if you're so busy saving money all the time and you don't have any experiences all you've got is a fat bank account and no one to spend it with no memories of how fun it was and your life has passed you by and so well me and my husband don't make a lot we definitely tend to make sure that we set time aside for the kids and that's our priority um my mother-in-law and her daughter my sister-in-law they really focused on work more and not the you know going out and stuff now don't get me wrong just like with my parents and them they all took their kids out you know they didn't have a lot of money just like my parents didn't but they still took them to you know park they still take them down to mcdonald's you know and that's things that my husband remembers and those were things that I kept asking for when I was growing up. I wanted those little memories. I wanted that little fun trip, you know, every Thursday we always do this or, you know, every payday we do this. There was no of those little small things. Um, and I kind of put it out there. I was like, you know, I begged to go to Disneyland, I begged to go to SeaWorld. And I get it. You know, it's cost a lot of money. We just took our kids to Disney World and we're both like, why? Why did we spend that money? But I look back and I think about all the, the little things that my kids were doing. You know, my son was, is almost three. He's still not talking. Um, he's got autism. But, you know, how far has he come since then? Like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, my daughter was only nine months. Then. Gosh, she's almost two. How would she handle it now? You know what I mean? Just these little things and you know, remembering back and looking back, it's, it's definitely those things that you can hold and cherish. And I'm hoping that one day my kids will too, you know, but my parents never did do that. And my biggest thing was my dad, because my dad was always home when I got home from school or on the weekends or during the summer. And I'd always ask my dad, you know, Hey, can we, can we go down to the park? Hey, let's go. The pool and the park were literally a half, like a block and a half away. You turn the corner down at the end of our block and kitty corner was the, the park. I mean, it was like right there. So it's not like he really even had to spend money to get there. <laughs> he just had to walk. And, uh, you know, if it didn't involve fishing or doing something that he wanted to do, it, it wasn't going to happen. And for me, that was really sad. I was just, I just want to spend that little time with you. And I don't want to sit at home on the front porch on a chair. I don't want to sit there while you're making dinner. <laughs> I'd like to go do something with you. And that was all I was bringing out. Well, and I just want to say this. If you have anybody in your life, family, friends, whoever it is, who takes you being honest and saying, I, I wish I had more. I'm not saying they're bad people. Never said that. Never said they're horrible parents. I just wish I had more. I'd always asked for more. You know, a dollar ice cream come from McDonald's is a dollar. Sure, it was pocket change, you know? And so, you know, that's all I really wanted was those little things. Well, it went far left, said I was inconsiderate and an ungrateful child. And we'll say lots of other little names that we're not going to say. And uh, that we're out of each other's lives now. And that came this whole last week. And <laughs> it's going to be hard, people. It's going to be really hard to cut these people out of your life. 
but in the end, it's going to be worth it. And you know why it's going to be worth it? It's going to be worth it because your mental health, the gen generational cycles that keep going will be broken and you have a chance to break it. And I kept telling my dad, you had a chance. You didn't have to. Well, because my parents worked hard, I have to work hard. You don't have to do that. Um, one thing he told me, which I kind of thought was weird, was that if I'm not working 40 hours a week, then I'm useless. That I don't provide anything to society because I don't work 40 hours a week. And that's not true. I'm going to tell you right now, what a person puts into a work, which is basically I'm giving up my life for somebody else. Really, I mean, if you think about it, right? You're not benefiting much for Bush's chicken or KFC. Let's say you go work KFC. Are you getting stocks for that? Are you getting a stakeholder in the business? Are they paying for you to go to college? What is benefiting you other than money in your pocket, other than all those hours of work you're putting into it? You're just putting hours and hours, hours away from your kids out of those experiences with them. And for me, that wasn't worth it. I don't work 40 hours a week. I have disabilities that I am constantly either in pain or I'm going to a doctor with all the doctor's appointments each week is almost about 40 hours a week between me and my son or me and my kids or just maintenance on trying to keep myself from going or deteriorating even more Then that's where it's like, I have a 40 hour a week job. It's just not getting paid for it. <laughs> And so, um, and those who can see on the video, you'll see I'm very raw today. I barely have any makeup. I'm kind of sweaty. I got a bit of a sunburn yesterday. And, um, you know, I, I literally am just coming at you a mom to a mom or mom to a dad or mom to a grandma or an aunt or an uncle or a grandfather, whoever is listening. Raising kids is hard. It's not perfect, but acknowledging that they may have wanted more and you couldn't have provided it's not they're not saying they're bad they're not saying you're a horrible person they're just saying i wish i had more and maybe that's a simple conversation so well, why didn't you tell me or if they had told you the whole time why you know hey we were really struggling i'm sorry but you know what we have the entire rest of your adulthood and the rest of my life to make it up and enjoy it that's all it really needs to be said non-argument, not that I'm, you're ungrateful, they're little pieces of shits, because that's exactly what I got told. And that's not true at all. So don't let someone who's toxic in your life shut you down or make you feel like you're worthless or that you don't belong. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you belong. You don't have to work 40 hours a week and not make millions of dollars. I know moms who are doing um, what they call MLMs or multi-level marketings. I call it network marketing, right? Because it's, you know, I said to so-and-so, so-and-so said to three other people, those three people said to three other people. Now we have 12 people. It's all about talking and getting out there and being a part of something. Those women are bringing in more income than most of their men. There's women who are doing arts and crafts online that are doing, bringing in more money than their men, but they don't have to put 40 hours a week in to make a substantial living. They don't have to put in all that time away from their children to actually say, look, I'm doing something. As you guys all know, I do DoorDash, I do Uber Eats. Why? Because I start getting a headache or I'm starting to not feel good to the point where I'm gonna collapse. I can literally go, I'm done, head home, take my meds, sit down on the couch, cool off before anything bad happens and I'm good to go. What employer is gonna allow me to take a break, 
for 30 minutes to an hour to get myself feeling better in the middle of a workday. I'll tell you right now, none of them are. None of them are. Why? Because that takes away from them. Again, all you're doing is sacrificing yourself, your time, your energy, your youth for somebody else. I love hearing about entrepreneurs and people who are willing to step out of the box. I mean, because that's literally a box, right? Nine to five, nine to five, nine to five. That's how our great grandfathers, our great, great, great grandfathers, that's how everyone's worked, right? Farmers, you guys are in the same rut. It's okay if your kids don't want to be a farmer too. And I know a few of them agree because it's a lot of work. Being a farmer is hard work. I have a few friends who are farmers. And I don't wish that on anybody. Good God. I went and bucked hay with him. And I was like, don't ask me to come over again. That ain't happening. <laughs> oh, I'm, I mean, trust me. I like to lift weights and stuff, but that's, that's just killing yourself. You know, it's definitely a generation where we're realizing that we don't need to be in that box to still perform as great as that box. Does that make sense? You know? There's a lot of people out there who've switched to go to DoorDash or Uber Eats because they can drop their, they can go out and go door dashing or whatever, or they can drop their kids off at school and then go DoorDash and then they can stop, go pick up their kids. How was your day at school, honey? How did you have fun? Bring them home, give them food, give them dinner, put them to bed, then head back out or even head out after you bring them home. This is flexibility that most parents and most families don't have. I mean, being a real estate agent, it's hard work. You've got to be on top of your stuff. You've got to always be constantly talking to people and getting things and things like that. It is hard. And so if you don't have that, if you can't make it as a real estate agent, which is also a nice flexibility, sometimes it doesn't, right? Because someone wants to be shown a house when you got to go pick up your kids. But you have the opportunity to say, hey, I have to go pick up my kids at that time. Is there a time that we can schedule outside of that? Wow. How many employers would you love if they could do that? I'm hoping that one day I will open up my own coffee stand and my coffee stand will be run with veterans with disabilities. And there'll be actual understanding that your disability does not limit you. It may, I may have to work around it, but we will come up with a way together because that's what employers should be doing. What happened to caring about your employees versus they work for you, they're expendable that's how it is right now i had a really good job and that's all they treated me like well you're not here well i don't i can't get child care at night i was like my entire paycheck for two weeks would cover one month of child care in the evening for my son and when i say a full paycheck for like a full two-week paycheck I was making $23 an hour. That was not including my nighttime differential and it wasn't counting my Sunday premiums or a holiday if I worked it. So think about that. That's a lot of money to making per hour. And I still would have been in the gutter, freaking poor as crap, just to get my son into a childcare center. Oh, and by the way, they were all full. What the hell is with that crap? And nobody does nighttime. Why am I charged $1,200 a month when a normal kid is only charged $800 a month because my kids at nighttime, they're less work. I should be paying $600 at night because they're going to go to bed within three or four hours. All you have to do is make sure the building doesn't burn down and that my kid is still sleeping and not dying. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> There's a lot of things in the society that need to change. And this is why I have this podcast because I feel like there are things that we need to be talking about that we need to stop 
brushing under the rug. And we're doing a great job of those things, but they need to be brought up more. You know, Black Lives Matter brought up, Asian Lives Matter, but we need to keep them going. We can't be stopping, you know? Um, child, you know, women's rights. I'm sorry, it's my body. I agree that, and I said it in my podcast with Jenna and, and, you know, you might not agree with me, but that's what's so great about democracy, right? We don't all have to agree. That's what makes it such a great nation to live in. We don't have to agree, but we can all accept and respect each other because we all understand that we all have different views. I feel like a woman should be able to abort her child, but I feel like there's a certain time when it's no longer available, you know, around the 28th, you know, around like the 20th week or maybe even less. I think I'm getting that backwards. Probably like the 12th week, right? Because that's usually when miscarriages would happen. After the 12th week, if you haven't had a miscarriage or anything like that, I say that you should be able to keep it in. You should keep it in until 30. Now, why 30? Well, because the baby can technically still survive. It will need help. It won't be as strong. But if it's better at giving that baby a chance versus just killing it and chopping it up. It's just, ugh, to me. But think about it on the other side. What if you were raped, violently raped, and now you have this thing growing inside you, constantly reminding you of the person who did it to you? Oh, that's a hard one, right? Oh, having to relive that every time you see your belly, every time you touch your belly, every time it moves, that person did that to me. That's just killer. What if it was your uncle or a family member or a close friend? Yeah. I can't imagine that pain on any woman. But men don't think of like, like that because they're strong. They don't have to worry about being taken advantage sexually unless they're going to jail. But they should because that's what we have to deal with as a woman. I don't think I have met a woman that has not been raped, sexually assaulted, or sexually harassed. That's horrible. Horrible. But these are the things we need to talk about. You know, when it comes to abortion in Texas here, I think it's ridiculous. What about the mom whose baby is inside? They've tried and tried and tried. And for some reason, this was the first baby in five years and its goal isn't developing. Its brain is literally outside of its head. Why can't they stop the pregnancy so they have a chance of having a healthy baby? Why does she have to go and deliver a baby that's basically going to be stillborn? Why do you have to force her to keep it in her stomach? These are her choices. I get it. There's a lot of single women who use it as birth control. I do. I knew a few of those girls. I don't agree with it. Like I said, there should be restrictions. But to take away all, I don't believe it's okay. That kind of leads into the whole transgender female in sports thing. My husband and I have, I wouldn't say heated debates, but God, we talk about it. That's for sure. The Lord knows we talk about it. And I'll tell you right now, again, I think there should be limitations. And what limitations am I talking about? I feel like everyone has a chance to feel whoever they feel they are, Right. I went through a phase when I was in high school. Girl, I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> I can wear them Jinko jeans better than you can. I can wear them army boots and cargo pants and a tight tank top and look better boyish than you can. Don't ask me why. I don't know. 
but I wore boy clothes a lot. Didn't mean I was gay. Didn't mean I wanted to become a boy. That's okay. But I think we're starting to think that, that, oh, look, you're trying to be a boy. Well, maybe I just like the boys clothes. Yeah. Jinko jeans were pretty airy. <laughs> and, uh, and I was a bit thicker when I was younger. And, uh, that was a nice way of, as I put it, airing out the legs. <laughs> so, you know, like the transgender thing, I am, I have a lot of friends who are transgender and I support you guys 100,000% because you're being true to yourself. What makes you happy is what matters. And I don't give a crap what anyone else thinks, but when it comes to sports, there has to be physical look into you know what I mean like we have a pair Paralympics right for people who have disabilities why because they can't perform at the same pace or rate as someone who is doesn't have a disability right let's take a gymnast female gymnast just fine right say chic she's one of the top ones um I'm so far now I'm blanking on her name well let's say she's a top gymnast okay now we take another gymnast who, let's say, had her, her leg cut off from the knee below. She might not perform as well because of the limitations that she can't pivot very well or she can't turn very well with that prosthetic, right? So we have Paralympics that makes adjustments for those people, right? So why can't we have a division within the Olympics for transgender? Or instead of that, because I don't want to cut anyone out. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying maybe have a section, like a subsection. Because I don't want everyone to be cut out. Or I don't want people to be cut out. Otherwise, my other idea would be to cut people out. Which is, if you did not transgender before the age of 18, you do not get to compete in the Olympics or major competitions as that gender. Because you did not transition before the hormones took over because I'm sorry, I'll tell you right now. I was a wrestler in high school. I was cut. I was 145 pounds, 152 when I was thick and full of muscle. And I was still having guys in my same weight group kick my butt. But if I went up other girls that were my size, most of the time I was kicking their butt. Do you see what I'm saying here? It's pretty biased. It's one way, it's one-sided. It's like putting an extra brick in the little level, you know, the weight group, you know, you can't do that. You know, testosterone creates extra muscle. That's why we have restrictions against, you know, roids and things like that, steroids and stuff that make you produce more muscle because it gives an unfair advantage. Well, that's kind of what the hormones do, right? And I'm not saying the hormones to transgender. I'm talking about the hormones naturally. For men, it's testosterone. Testosterone builds muscle. It builds it three times faster than women. Hence why men are bigger muscularly. Men are thicker muscularly than women are because that's not how we're built. You literally have to change your chemistry to build that muscle. And that's illegal in a lot of competitions. So if that's illegal, then why can't it be illegal for somebody who is transgendered after the hormones have done their part in building strong muscle and building that left athleticism in somebody over the age of 18? So again, 
I wouldn't want to cut anybody out. So that's why I feel like that one is even harder to say this is how it should be. I feel like everyone should get an opportunity. Just make a subdivision. You go up against other transgender females. You are on a level playing field. You guys have all made the choice. You guys are all now females. You guys all compete because you guys all have more testosterone now than the average female does. Does that make sense? I really hope so because I love all my friends who are transgender. I want you all knowing who's ever listening that I support you. Just as somebody who did compete in athlete, you know, athletics, I feel like there's a difference because I'll tell you right now, when I went up against guys, most of the time they were able to kick my butt. The only thing I won them on, and this is truth. I've had guys literally be able to pick me up over their heads and slam me down the mat. I've had guys be able to throw me over themselves unless I was able to get them quickly down on the mat to have leverage with my big hips. I'm going to tell you right now, they are leverage with my hips and be able to get them in the proper, like I control their head. Basically. I always went for the half Nelson. It was the weakest part because their arms are, are stuck. I didn't have to work with their muscles. I worked with their ability to get in or out of it. That's how I won. I didn't win off of strength. Don't get me wrong. I was strong, but I was not that strong. I just knew how to manipulate the situation physical physics versus physical. And the physics was that I could out lever my weight in a smaller part of their body versus their whole body, which had way more muscle than me. So that's another thing, just a lot of fun, a lot of things that I feel like we really need to be talking about. And if any of you guys are listening and you want to be on this podcast and you have something great to say, or you want to be heard, and it's not going to be offensive or rude or mean, please email me. My address is K as in Kilo, M as in Marine, B as in Bravo, E, E, M as in Mary at gmail.com. Email me. Let's talk. I would love to talk. The other thing is too, is I want to let everybody know out there we're on Spotify. We're on RSS. We're on reasons. It's like, a, I think it's a newspaper online. And soon I already have it set up. I have a YouTube channel, damn crotch goblins podcast. I'm going to be putting all these videos up on there. I can't wait for it to be completed. So please go ahead and add that page. So that way, when the videos do start coming in, you'll see these as well. Okay. Cause then you can see the people behind the words and see what we all look like. Cause you'll see we're all different from different demographics, different family situations. We're all crazy, but we're all loving this world. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to say thank you for everybody who's been supporting this podcast, listening. I try to get it out every Monday. Um, like I said, this last week was a bit crazy. A few weeks ago, I had a problem where I pretty much deleted one of my interviews and was left scrambling, trying to put it back together. <laughs> so thank you for bearing with me when I got it out like Thursday or Friday. Thank you so much. And again, like I said, this today, this one's getting out late as well, but I want to say thank you again, because without people who listen to it, you know, you can't go anywhere and I don't do this for money. I don't make money out of this. This is just something that I've always dreamed about doing because I've always like, you know, I'd love to meet different people, different backgrounds, get to know something different because that's the person I am personally. I used to work at the post office and I loved people coming in my office and I would talk to them as much as I could. I started this thing where I asked my, um, 
my people because they would travel a lot. I lived on an island, so people would travel a lot. And I said, can you bring me back a little rock from wherever you're going? I was like, that way I can kind of see where everyone's going. Oh man, I got a rock from England. I got a rock from Mount Rushmore. I'm not going to say who did it because apparently that is illegal, but we'll just go with that. <laughs> so I got one from Mount Rushmore. I got one from Ireland. I got one from um, the shores off of China. Um, I got another one from Australia and I still have a lot of them now. And it was just so great and amazing to look at them like, oh my gosh. And one of them was a pilot. He said, you know, because of me getting a rock for you, it really pushes me to get outside the hotel and I really enjoy it. And I was like, well, I'm so happy that I get to do that for you. And I really have been one of those people that I just want to learn different things. Always have. I want to understand different cultures and what is right? What isn't wrong? What is wrong? You know, why is it that way? Is it been like us generational pass downs that we haven't broken yet? You know, or is it something that we've learned that is just right to do? Um, you know, in Italy, the fridges are small. Why? Well, because it's better to get your food every day that you need or every other day. So you don't have it sitting in the fridge for days or weeks. You need milk. That's probably the one thing that's going to stay in there a bit longer, but you get your fresh fruits and vegetables every other day. You get your meat every other day so that your fridge doesn't need to be big because you're not storing food. You're actually using it. You know, um, in France, talking to some people who've come from France, that the best thing to do, the best weekend thing to do is buy a French baguette and walk around the city. One, you're burning calories. Two, you're having a light snack on the way. And that's why they don't get fat. They walk and they like things in small portions because as the guy told me, to taste is to enjoy and to eat is just to live. And so it's like, well, am I eating to just live or am I eating to enjoy? That kind of made sense to me. Maybe not for you, but for me, it did. I really look at things now, like, I don't need a lot of it, just a taste. Oh, I really enjoyed that. And I move on. The other thing is I found out that if you go to France, <laughs> if you see a lot of people there, it's a tourist place. Go to the bakery that doesn't have a ton of people there. That's where you get the best base pastries. <laughs> so, you know, there's just, I've always loved to talk to people. So if you like to be on this show or you want to be on it, I have about four people that I am also getting ready to interview that will be on the show as well. We're going to cover topics like um, addictions and nachoing, which is kind of funny, parenting, step parenting, basically nachoing, um, mark, uh, multiple, multiple, ugh, I can't talk today, multiple level marketings or network marketing businesses. How does that come about? Falling in and falling out of them, quitting a job because you don't love it anymore. These are some really fun topics I can't wait to talk about that are coming up in the season or, you know, episodes ahead. And uh, like I said, I'm really excited. I'm just trying to figure out how to move the video from one spot to another, but also edit it a bit because I'd like for you guys to see, see what my intro is, not just hear it. Um, and uh, I'm hoping to change that just a little bit because the damn crotch goblin sounds like a witch. <laughs> Just to be honest, that was me. Uh, I was like, oh man, I kind of wish I did that one a little bit differently. So that'll be changing as well. And uh, soon, hopefully, um, on the YouTube channel, we'll have a link for uh, stickers and some merchandise. Is it going to be a lot? No, because I'm not in it for the money. 
I'm just in it to share. I'm in it to talk. I love if you came from some nationality or grew up some different way and you're listening to this and you want to talk, let's do it. Let's find a topic to talk about and let's do it. Um, also Kirsten, who's usually on my show, me and her are going to be starting a podcast called sons of a BS. <laughs> and we're just going to look at topics, what's going on right now. And, uh, talking about that generational cycling and changing that. And, um, it's kind of like this, but not geared towards kids. So let's, uh, let's look forward to that. Cause I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, I want to thank you guys all for coming and uh, joining me today. And like I said, we are going to be having a YouTube channel. Uh, well we have it, but we're going to have videos up soon. Damn crotch goblins podcast at YouTube. Go ahead and check it out. Um, we are also on TikTok, damn crotch goblins as well. So check me out there. I've posted some really funny videos of my kids. So if you haven't looked that up, you definitely should, because you'll see, I definitely, as my husband calls it, I have a Nazi son. So blonde hair, blue eyed Nazis would have loved him. And I have my Latina kids. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I want to say thank you all. Find us wherever you can. We are pretty much on almost all platforms and uh, I will be having another episode out this Monday. So thank you very much. Have a good day.